Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Matt Williamson here. We're going to make this one kind of a quickie, real digestible little podcast for you of things to kind of look for in Saturday night's game. You know, maybe you're mowing the lawn before the game or whatever, and a couple little nuggets to pay attention to. We'll start on the offensive side of the ball. Um, of course, everyone's going to be focused on the quarterbacks. I get that, you know, and I'm not even talking about the order that these guys play. And some of this isn't exactly like narrow it down to he has to be 10 out of 20, out of 12 with two picks, blah, blah, blah. I really don't even care the stats. And the first time I see a quarterback play in the NFL, you know, someone drafted early, it has some expectations, a potential future starter. I think the first hurdle, and again, this isn't very, very scientific, is does he look like he belongs? How does he handle himself, body language, getting the players in and out of the huddle? Of course, I'm talking about Kenny Pickett here. You know, like, does is he comfortable? Does the ball come out on time? Is he orchestrating the offense like it was drawn up? Or is he in shambles? You know, does he just look like everything's too big for him? He doesn't know where to go. I really, that's all I want to see from Pickett is just look like you belong Look like this is not too big for you. That's a win. That's all I care about with him. I mean, again, not real technical. The expectations are different for Trubisky, though. Trubisky, I want to see move the football consistently. Make the right reads. Maybe make those around him better. Your left tackle blows a block. So you sidestep the rush. Find the outlet receiver. Learn to live another day. Or pick up five yards with your legs when that wasn't the way it was designed, slide first down, okay. I mean, again, I don't care what their stats are at the end of the day. I want Trubisky to consistently move the football, make plays, maybe make those around him better. I want Pickett to look like he belongs. I think it's a big day for the running backs. First off, running backs are hard to evaluate at camp, but I really have been impressed with Jalen Warren in particular, but also Snell and especially McFarland more than Snell with just the way they've moved. Now, do they translate that to the field? I'm sure Snell will, but I don't think he has a, a super high ceiling. But if he's consistently churning out yardage, maybe getting an extra yard or two than what's blocked, cool. I mean, I think we know what he is, maybe with a little bit lighter feet. McFarland, if he's not dancing and he's hitting it, 
I think this is a time in his career where he could really turn the corner. You know, I think he'll be a, a big time. Um, big time's a strong word. I think he'll be m- much featured in the passing game. I think they'll get him a ball. I think this preseason has a chance to really change a lot of your opinions on McFarland. As for Warren, I'm not going to say he's a star. You know, I'm going to say that about Pickens. Pickens is a star. But Warren, he's going to be good. I mean, folks, they, they have a find there in the late rounds or in the undrafted area. I think he'll be the number two back here. Like, all you crazy people that play preseason DFS, I think Warren might be a league winner for you in that format. Like, I think he might be the most productive running back in the league in the preseason this year. That's what I'm expecting from him. O-line, this is kind of a difficult one. Um, I would like to see some consistent movement in the passing game. I would like to pay attention to their double teams and... Example, Cole and Green double-team someone, but they stick too long and no one ever gets to the second level and that linebacker makes a play and they kind of look at each other and they put their hands in the air. They can't have that. You know, like timing, understanding when to pass off blocks, protections. You're going to see a lot more stunts and loops and, you know, twists and blitzes and defensive back blitzes during the preseason. Are they picking those things up well? Um Seattle's not the best example, and, and preseason is in the general. It's not like they're going to line up against a superstar time and time again. But I want a Corafor to look a little more consistent. I mean, Watt's been kicking the crap out of him all ca- all camp, but he's T.J. Watt, you know. So um, the tackles, to me, I want them to be pretty sturdy in protection. I have my questions there. Just across the whole line, I, I have some questions. I mean, to me, I'm more concerned about the O-line than I am the quarterbacks right now. And I hope to alleviate some of those concerns. I, I don't really know how to describe that to you exactly the way I mean it. But I hope as a unit, the five of them, even when they rotate, you know, at, at left guard or get the Joe Heggs of the world in there or some of those type of guys, glues, I don't want to see a noticeable fall off. I'm hoping in the second half. They're still churning out some yardage in the run game behind the O-line, not just backs making plays on their own. Um, The receivers, I'm not going to harp a lot on the receivers because I think we have a really good feel on them by now. Again, Pickens the star. I think Austin will have a big role. Um, A big key for me with the receivers, though, this goes for Anthony Miller. It goes for Boykin. Of course, it goes for Olszewski, but I think they already know that, is how much are they used on special teams? And I tell you guys all this all the time, particularly the number one punt team, when the Steelers punt, if you're seeing some of these receivers used there, they're probably going to make the team. And that's the biggest test for Danny Smith's group. So really be conscious Saturday night of how they use their receivers as returners, but mostly on running down on kickoffs, running down on punts, gunners, things like that. Uh, last nugget here, too, is Connor Hayward. Blown away with the usage in practice and the variety of things asked of him. Like, it wouldn't shock me if he ends this game with a carry, three catches, 30 snaps, blocking most of the time, but maybe running eight to ten routes at different, you know, at different uh, levels of the defense. So his usage more than his play 
is extremely intriguing to me. So that's something really to keep an eye out. And if practice is any indicator, Hayward's not a throwaway by any means, nor is he special team only. You know, I mean, uh, he's not Derek Watt, in my opinion, who's really, you call him a fullback, but they're never going to line up with a true fullback. Uh, I think I think Hayward is going to be a contributor and in a lot of different ways. So those are some little nuggets to keep an eye on leading up to the Saturday first preseason game. Uh, we will talk defense here in a Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Defense for Saturday's game. First of all, it's important to note that Seattle's O-line is problematic. Their quarterbacks aren't good. I'm sure Metcalf and Lockett aren't going to play. And, of course, the Steelers' stars on defense shouldn't play either. But I want Loudermilk to kind of look like a star in that environment. You know, demand a double team here and there. Get your hands up. Get a quarterback pressure or two. Maybe make a play in the backfield. Make us think, ooh, this guy's one of the better players on the field in this particular game. Because I think that's what you want from your rotational move, up, you know, move into the mix, arrow pointing up, talented young guy. Um, Warmly's another one. I don't know how much he'll play, but he'll probably have to if the big dogs aren't going to play. And he's a vet that's been around the block that shouldn't get blocked by second team offensive linemen. So, again, he should be a very sturdy, consistent performer. Now, DeMarvin Leal is as interesting as anyone to watch in, in this game because there's obvious talent there. I, I feel like the arrow's going up at this point in his short career, you know, that he's starting to establish himself. And sort of like some of the offensive guys, I can't wait to see his usage. Really pay attention to... Where does he align in different down and distance situations? But more so than even down and distance, when Seattle has three receivers on the field, when they have two tight ends on the field, if they go four wide, how are they using Leal? Is he in the nickel? Is he in the dime? And this won't be first team necessarily, of course, you know, but he might be 
well, next to Hayward in the dime when in third and long versus four receiver sets. And I would like to see interior pressure, certainly in throwing situations on Saturday night. Just really pay attention to where he's at in the line of scrimmage. Is he in the C gap? Is he in the B gap? Um, one snap was he in one and now he's in the other. Is it dependent on down and distance or are they just moving him around often to really throw people off? Because I think that's possible with him. I think the edge guys, the outside linebackers are going to be tough because Watts, there, there was no chance he's going to be near the field. I would think Highsmith gets held up a little bit. So you're really playing with depth, guys. Tuska is what he is. I mean, he's he's a backup. He's a four to me. You know, I'm not sure if Avery's even going to play. But one name for you is Delonte Scott, uh, number 50. Kind of a long, lean different body type than they usually have there. I mean, he he's more the prototype that most teams play with as three, four outside linebackers. I, I want to see him secure the edge on outside runs. I want to see him secure the edge on cut, cut, cutbacks on runs away from him and chase players down from behind. I want to see if he can sink his hips and really be a power player. He's cut a little high. His lower half's a little bit lean. But in practice, that didn't hurt him a whole lot getting washed out. You know, so can that translate to the game? If so, I think he's got a pretty good chance to make this team. Inside linebackers, like kind of what I talked about with Warren at running back, you would hope a guy like Buddy Johnson would play a ton of snaps, especially with Gilbert down in the mix too, plays a ton of preseason snaps, leads a team in tackles, maybe causes a fumble or has a pass defense and has a big number of tackles at all level, pass, run. And I think the same is true with Mark Robinson, but he's a year behind. You know, that's why I've highlighted Buddy more than I did Robinson, just because more time in the league, it's his second preseason, understands what's expected, has been in stadiums before, as coach likes to say. So I think that's something to look at. Like Marcus Allen, to me, I know what he is. I mean, I don't, I'm not all that concerned. But Robinson and Johnson hopefully play the entire second half, maybe much more, and are productive. You know, they're making plays. They're getting their hands on the ball or breaking things up. They're all around the ball carrier. That's a great start. And if you really want to dig into it, look what they're doing on special teams as well. They'll be, they'll be highlighted there. So corner... I'm guessing Sutton doesn't play a lot. I'm guessing Millette is going to be the true nickel. Watch his tackling. Watch his blitzing. He's been impressive in practice with the physicality out of the slot. You know, Mike Hilton's a good example of it's not the uh, the size of the dog, but the bite in the dog or whatever that is. You know, Millette's starting to show up that way too as a physical take on player, throws his body around. That's going to be his key. Um, Sutton's a good player. He's a cerebral player, but he's not the most physical nickel in the world. Sutton's also played some pseudo safety, by the way. Um, so I think Millette's a good guy to watch. Um, I would think Pierre and Lane profile to play a lot on the edge, and you'd love to see him line up against Metcalf and Lockett. I don't think you're going to get that advantage, but like D. Eskridge is an impressive player. They have some other receivers down the line that aren't terrible. So can Pierre and Lane go 
a strong portion of a preseason game without allowing a lot of production. You know, we'll, we'll get their snap counts and things after, but I'm guessing those guys should be your outside corners 60% of the plays, two-thirds of the defensive plays. They've both been around the block. They're both maybe competing with one another for one one spot, you know, two dogs, one bone type of thing. So that's a, a battle I think that's worth worth looking at, especially as preseason football rolls around. Um, Edmonds, Minka, KZ even, not going to do much. I, I guess my last guy to highlight is another player I'm high on, and it's because of a very solid rookie year after being a seventh-round pick. That's Trey Norwood. And versatility. I mean, I'm going to stress that with this defense, whether it's Leal, um, KZ, you know, thing, guys, Stephen Sutton, the guys that can do a lot of different stuff for you on defense are going to be valued more and more and more on this team, you know, and that's just a modern day NFL. There's some new influences on the defensive coaching staff that are going to ask Norwood to play the slot, to blitz, to maybe be in the box, to maybe even play in too high playing man coverage against a tight end. He has some size to him. You know, he's not just a little slot guy like a mallet. He has safety corner, almost interchangeability. I don't think he's ever going to be a star, but he can play a lot of different snaps in a situation like this and shouldn't get picked on. You know what I mean? I think that's what you look at for him too is, um, should really show up in a positive way. I mean, especially in the second half of games, things like that, too. Like, he's another one, like, you know, kind of like a Buddy Johnson. He's been in stadiums before. Unlike Buddy, he played a lot more in the regular season last year. This shouldn't be any sort of test for Norwood at this point. He should, if we were to grade every player after, Norwood should leave this game with very positive grades and the whole preseason as a whole. And I don't think that's asking too much. I don't think that's too lofty. Um, I don't expect them to be Ronnie Lott and Deion Sanders rolled into one, but I expect them to be a high quality player without negatives. You know, maybe that's the best way to look at Norwood is, boy, if whoever the quarterback is, Locke or Geno in particular that have been around the block, if they're picking on him and find out he's a weak link, that would worry me. I guess same is true with Millette or Lane or Pierre. I mean, those guys are professional quarterbacks and they're not going to be just... The, the boy, I hope they look like they kind of belong look to them. So uh, that'll be somewhat of a test for preseason football. They're not good regular season starting quarterbacks, but they both have something to play for and they both have been around the block. So for preseason football, this quarterback situation that the Steeler defense will face should be somewhat of a test for preseason football. I know that that's not the real world. Um, that's the last you'll hear from me probably until next week. Uh, maybe we'll do this every Saturday or I don't know. I'll, I'll figure out my podcast plan. But that's a wrap for now. Over and out.